Welcome to the Better Off Bonus Call of the Week, where it's sponsored by Betterment, the largest independent online financial advisor. Now, remember, this bonus call, it's a little extra. Shh, just slip it right into your podcast stream there. The way you can get it automatically is to subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever. And uh, then you'll find that we do this bonus call and you've got two chances every week to get on the air with us to talk about whatever's going on in your financial life today, the Tuesday show. And then after we do the interview on Thursdays, we have the listener question of the week. All you have to do is email us, askjill at betteroffpodcast.com. That is what Jessica did. Jessica is on the line from New Jersey, the Garden State. Hello, Jessica. What can we do for you? Hi, Jill. Thanks for taking my call today. Sure. I, I, wanted, I wanted to reach out actually about retirement planning, not just for myself, but also for my father. Um, as somebody who has, does not have a lot of money saved up for retirement at this point, I am trying my best to prepare, as maybe you could say, a good a good daughter to make sure that I can help him out when he gets to full retirement and stops working. You're so nice. That's such a lovely, that is lovely. It's sort of a weird thing. Like when parents, sometimes they'll say to me, you know, oh, I have to hurt, I have to save so much for my kids or I have to do everything for my kids. And then they, I say, well, what happens if you don't have enough money? Then your kids are going to have to take care of you. And no one ever contemplates that. So how is it that your dad got into a situation where you feel like he's a little bit in a precarious financial situation? Right. So the good news of all this is that actually the lessons he's learned through his life, I'm taking into consideration for my planning. But at this point, uh, he's uh, 63 and a half years old. So he's looking ahead to when it makes sense to retire and collect Social Security. Um, he works full time and does have benefits. However, there is no 401k. There is no retirement savings. How much does yeah. he make right now? He makes around, I think it's between 30, 30 to 40,000. Okay. Yeah. We'll say, all right. So we'll say 35 ish. And yeah. is he able to support himself on that 35 grand a year? It's close. Do you it's help tight. him out? Sometimes. Okay. Yes. Would you think that if he had three grand a month coming in on a consistent basis that he'd be OK? Or is it when something big happens, you have to then hop in and help out? It's usually when something big happens. OK. OK. And he's got no savings, right? Not really. I mean, maybe a few thousand in terms of an emergency fund, but not anything that is planned for use later. Where does he live? He lives in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And uh, rents or owns? Rents, but um, is actually in the process of uh, owning. Really? So that's an example. How that's so? That's an example of a scenario where I've helped with um, the down payment so that he can have a, a, you could say, secure place to stay. Okay. So tell me about the house that he's buying. It's a condo. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, he is able to finance the mortgage himself minus the, the down payment. So how much did you have to put down? About 20. Okay. And that's cheaper than renting for him? It's not cheaper, but it's um, just because of some other lifestyle and preferences. That's what we decided okay. was best for him right now. Okay. I got gotcha. you. And yeah. so you put the 20 down. Are you going to own this place and he's going to live there? Um, it'll be in his name, but for all intents and purposes, it will eventually go to me. Are you the only child? Yes. Ah, okay. That makes it easier to understand how that, for all intents and purposes, comment. Um, and <laughs> and um, the deed will say his name. Are you co-signing on the note? No, I'm not planning to. 
And you probably have to have like this really like they're, they're, they're lettered of say, like, where did the down payment come from? Did you do that or? We're, we're under contract right now. OK. So, so kind of work in progress. OK, gotcha. What's the game plan for him? You said he's 63 and a half. Is he healthy? Can he keep working? Is that going to be OK? Yes, he's planning to keep working um, at least until the point that he is, full, you know, I guess maybe 69 or 70 if everything with his health is fine. There's no known health issues. There's not anything that we at least need to address or take care of right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's actually considering taking Social Security uh, or retiring a bit early and still working for a period of time. I wouldn't do that. Hold on a second. I wouldn't do that. Let me just hop in here. Um, Mm -hmm. If he delays Social Security, his benefit will keep accruing, and it accrues to approximately a benefit of of an extra 8% that he would get at age 70. And I think that that is a guarantee, and he should—so I would not take Social Security early. I would let that benefit accrue. He will maximize it at age 70. And he doesn't have to stop Mm -hmm. at age 70, by the way. That's another thing. You know, he could keep working if he's healthy and happy because the longer he works, the better it is. It's just that your your benefit maxes out at 70. So if possible, we want him to wait till 70. That's how he's going to get the best bang for his Social Security buck. What is your financial situation? Because now I'm already nervous that, like, you're putting 20 grand down on his house and, like, you're spending money. So how how are you doing? Tell me about your income. And I think we're just going to build this and call this best daughter in the world segment. <laughs> okay. Um, so my situation is I, I work in pharmaceutical. Um, I have a salary right now of around 142 per year. I do contribute to my 401k. Uh, I've got about 180 saved so far. That's great. And, you know, I try to, I now am at the point for sure where I can max out the contributions, the 18 or now 18.5 per year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm actually, I don't own a house. Um, not really sure how long I'm going to stay in this area of the country. Mm-hmm. So I haven't made that investment. I'm, I'm currently, you could say, interested in looking at other investments. Uh, services or products because I do want to use the money as best I can for my future as well. Mm -hmm. How much do you have in savings? After this uh, house goes through, I'll still have around 35 or 40, closer to 40. Great. That's perfect. So do you keep a little bit extra in savings just on account of dad? Um, Not necessarily. I've just been kind of saving up for something, knowing that it might have been a a home purchase or who knows, maybe a a different type of investment. Mm -hmm. I get that. Okay. So here's the thing with with when it comes to saving for an aging parent who's in your dad's situation. There's not much more you need to do except to try to keep some liquidity because you know that like at any given moment something could happen, right? And mm-hmm. so you're going to you're you're going to have to do that. I wouldn't worry about buying a long-term care policy because frankly, God forbid something bad happened to your dad, he would qualify for full assistance because he doesn't have assets. And right. If you had to turn around and sell the condo because he could no longer live there on his own, you would do that. In other words, there's not a spouse to worry about. I guess the only thing that I would say is that that until you figure out kind of what your next step is, I would keep a little bit extra liquidity more than I would for how old are you? 32, 33. Ah, don't forget. Oh, forget it. Happy birthday. Um, More Mm -hmm. than I would keep a little bit probably more in your 
in your sort of liquid accounts than you might normally think about for a 33-year-old because you do have this obligation. You know, look, on some level, I think that the, the news on this is not nearly so bad or bleak because, you know, when he retires at age 70, he's going to have a good Social Security benefit. And, you know, if 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 that plus a few bucks from you can help him, you know, allow him to live a decent life, that's great. If for some reason he could work longer so he could claim his Social Security benefit at 70 and keep working, all the better. But, I mean, there's not much for him to do because he's not like it's not like his trajectory for saving is going to um, go up miraculously on a $35,000 a year salary. So I think that you're you're a very kind daughter. I'm sorry that dad's like a little bit had to go through some tough times, but I, I don't think there's much more. I, I wouldn't buy a product. I wouldn't do anything like that. I guess that I'm a little bit, th- I'm a tiny bit concerned that this condo is in his name. And I want to make sure that you're not on the hook. If he, some, if he somehow blew up this condo deal, what would you want to do? Like if he missed payments or something, I don't want it to ding your credit record, but would you just make the payments for him so he could stay there? Probably. And then we would reevaluate if it was a, a momentary issue you know, with funds or if it was actually that the the whole budget doesn't work and we need to you know okay so i mean the one thing as you do the closing and you think about this condo i will say that i i really don't think it's a great idea for you to co-sign on this loan so that would be my number one precaution the other thing is that i also assume that does he have a will and a power of attorney and a health care proxy i know he has a will um i'm not sure about the other two but he is pretty conscious of those things good Good, because I think that for because you're the only child and you don't live near him, you should have some document that basically says I can make any financial decision for him if something bad were to happen. And I could make any mm-hmm. medical decision for him because he's right. not married. So just double check with him that he has those documents. Keep a little bit okay. of extra cash on hand. If you end up obviously, if, you know, if you ended up moving down towards him, you might have different options and different choices I don't know if that's something that's available or, or even possible for you. As someone who just went through the the idea of like, well, maybe maybe my mother-in-law should move in with us. It's pretty daunting, <laughs> by the way, just FYI. <laughs> it didn't happen, yeah. so that was a, a blessing. But it, it's one of those things that I think that as our parents get older, we start to really contemplate what's the best place for them. Where is the best place for them to be? And, you know, after he retires, you know, the other question is whether he wants to be closer to wherever you are. And that's something to think about, you know, in the future, but maybe not this minute, because it sounds like today he's doing the condo thing. He's in North Carolina. He's happy. Do you want to move to North Carolina? Potentially. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, eventually. It's it's funny you mentioned um, moving in with each other, because my first response when we started discussing my support of him, it was, you should live with me if you need if you need some support. <laughs> you should just live with me and move up to Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was not an option because so. he didn't want to, or because you were like, yes, uh-huh. or you hate him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we do have a very good relationship. That's... And this has been an interesting uh, next step in our relationship, you could say. Yeah, I mean, look, there are. It's weird, like you have this total role reversal, right? Now you are essentially the financial parent to him. And so that also means that sometimes you're going to have to deliver messages that are not particularly pleasant. 
And, you know, as as we are having these role reversal moments in our lives, I think the best thing you can do is have conversations, but know that sometimes that conversation is not going to be like the happy conversation. It could be the conversation like, look, I can't do this anymore. Like you're coming up here. I remember my friend, you know, her her mom lived in Philadelphia her whole life. Her mom was getting older, couldn't really do it. And she's like, mom, you're going to, I'm going to move you up here because I can't be coming down to Philly every single time something weird is happening. I got to have you closer here. And so her mother agreed. Actually, it turned out to be a fabulous thing. But mm-hmm. until we get him to move to New Jersey or potentially you go to North Carolina, we're going to keep this going and um, give us a holler back if you need any help. OK. OK, great. All right. Good luck. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. OK, that's a wrap of our better off bonus question of the week. If you've got a question, it's simple. Send us an email at askjill at betteroffpodcast.com. We'll arrange to get you on. And don't forget, in just a couple of days, there's a brand new episode of the Better Off Podcast sponsored by Betterment. Talk to you then. Betterment.